Hello this is your daily dose of news from On Manorama. I am your host Vishnu and these are the major news stories of Wednesday December 13th 2023. In a major security breach in the Lok Sabha, two persons entered the house and opened gas canisters while two others protested outside parliament and shouted slogans. Israel faces growing isolation and criticism from its strongest ally Biden as Gaza deaths mount. Dealing a fresh blow to Imran Khan's chances of contesting next year's federal elections, a Pakistani court indicted the former PM for leaking state secrets. BJP leader Mohan Yadav sworn in as chief minister of Madhya Pradesh. Kerala Chief Minister says situation in Shabrimala is under control amid surging daily footfall. Let's get into the details. In a major security breach on the anniversary of the 2001 parliament terror attack, two persons on Wednesday jumped into the Lok Sabha chamber from the public gallery during zero hour and released yellow gas from canisters and shouted slogans before being overpowered by MPs. Around the same time, Two persons including a woman also sprayed colored gas from canisters while shouting slogans Tana Shahi Nahi Chalegi outside the parliament premises. All four have been detained by security forces. Two persons involved in the Lok Sabha incident have been identified as Sagar Sharma and Manoranjan. Sharma had come to the visitors gallery as a guest of the BJP's Mysuru Lok Sabha member Pratap Simha. The two jumped into the chamber from the public gallery at around 1 p.m. and while one was spotted jumping over the benches the other was left dangling from the gallery before jumping into the chamber according to several MPs present in the house. BJP member Rajendra Agarwal who was in the chair adjourned the proceedings till 2 p.m. as one part of the Lok Sabha chamber was filled with yellow colored smoke. Security has been beefed up in the area following the incident. Terrorists of the Pakistan-based Lashkar-e-Taiba and Jaish-e-Mohammed outfits attacked the parliament complex on this day in 2001, killing nine people. After opening the gas canisters that emitted the smoke outside the parliament building, the two protesters also raised slogans such as "Tana Shahi Nahi Chalegi," which means "Dictatorship will not be allowed," and "Bharat Mata Ki Jai" and "Jai Bhim Jai Bharat." Police officials said. Israel faced growing diplomatic isolation in its war on Gaza as the United Nations demanded an immediate humanitarian ceasefire and US President Joe Biden said indiscriminate bombing of civilians was costing international support. Warplanes again bombed the length of Gaza and aid officials said the arrival of rainy winter weather worsened the conditions for hundreds of thousands of families sleeping rough in makeshift tents. The vast majority of Gaza's 2.3 million people have already been made homeless. Israel launched its campaign to annihilate the Hamas militant group that controls Gaza with global sympathy after fighters stormed across the border fence on October 7th killing 1200 Israelis mostly civilians and seizing 240 hostages but since then Israeli forces have besieged the enclave and laid much of it to waste with more than 18000 people confirmed killed according to Palestinian health authorities and many thousands more feared lost in the rubble or beyond the reach of ambulances Since a week-long truce collapsed at the start of December, Israeli forces have extended their ground campaign from the northern Gaza Strip into the south with the storming of the main southern city of Khan Yunis. Meanwhile, the UN General Assembly vote demanding a ceasefire despite having no legal force was the strongest sign yet of eroding international support for Israel's actions. Three-quarters of the 193 member states voted in favor and only eight countries joined the United States and Israel in voting against. 
In the most public sign of division between the US and Israeli leaders so far, Biden said that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu needed to change his hardline government and that ultimately Israel can't say no to an independent Palestinian state, opposed by far-right members of the Israeli cabinet. Netanyahu said Israel disagrees with Washington about the future for Gaza after the war and opposes US calls for Gaza to be governed by the Western-backed Palestinian Authority that now exercises partial self-rule in the West Bank. A Pakistani court on Wednesday indicted former Prime Minister Imran Khan on charges of leaking state secrets, several media channels reported, delivering a fresh blow to the jail leader's chances of contesting next year's federal elections. The charge is related to a classified cable sent to Islamabad by Pakistan's ambassador in Washington last year, which Khan is accused of making public. He has pleaded not guilty to the charges, media organizations in the country reported. Khan has previously said contents of the cable appeared in the media from other sources. A guilty verdict under the Official Secrets Act could bring up to 14 years in prison or even a death sentence, lawyers say. It is the second time Khan has been indicted on the same charges after Superior Court struck down an earlier indictment on technical grounds, saying the correct procedure had not been followed. Khan says the cable was proof of a conspiracy by the Pakistan military and the US government to topple his government in 2022 after he had visited Moscow just before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Both Washington and the Pakistan military deny the charges. Khan has had dozens of legal cases filed against him, which he has denounced as an effort to banish him from politics. He has been convicted in one graft case and sentenced to three years in jail. The sentence was suspended, but he remains in prison in connection with other cases, including instigating violence and the official secrets case. Khan also remains disqualified from contesting elections due to his conviction in the graft case, but his legal team are pushing for his release on bail and an overturning of the ban. Mohan Yadav, the BJP Legislature Party leader and MLA from Ujjain South, was sworn in as the Chief Minister of Madhya Pradesh on Wednesday. The 58-year-old leader was administered the oath of office by Governor Mango Bai Patel at the Lal Parade Ground in the state capital Bhopal. Jagdish Devda, MLA from Malhargad in Mansour, and Rajendra Shukla, the legislator from Reva, were sworn in as the Deputy Chief Ministers by the Governor. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, Union Home Minister Amit Shah, BJP President J.P. Nadda and Yadav's predecessor Shivraj Singh Chauhan were present at the event. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, Maharashtra CM Egnath Shinde, his deputy Devendra Fadnavis, Uttarakhand CM Pushkar Singh Dhami, Gujarat CM Bhupendra Patel, Union Ministers Jodhra Aditya Sindhya and Nitin Gadkari were also present on the occasion. Yadav, a three-time BJP MLA, is the 19th Chief Minister of Madhya Pradesh. He is the state's fourth OBC chief minister from the BJP since 2003 after Uma Bharati, Babulal Gaur and Shivraj Singh Chauhan. Yadav's appointment as chief minister also marks end of the era of BJP stalwart and four-time CM Shivraj Singh Chauhan, who dominated the state's politics for close to two decades. The elevation of Yadav, who was not among contenders for the CM's post, is being seen as a move by the BJP to win over the numerically significant other backward classes community in other parts of the country ahead of the Lok Sabha polls due next year. The OBCs account for more than 48% of Madhya Pradesh's population and form the core voter base for the Saffron Party. Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan on Wednesday said the situation at the Lord Ayappa Temple in Shabrimala was under control amid a surging daily footfall and asserted the government machinery was intervening diligently in temple matters. Stating that the hill shrine generally witnesses heavy rush during the Mandalam Magaravalaka season, which began from November 17th this year, he said over 1.2 lakh devotees are offering worship at the temple daily this year, as per figures. 
As Shabrimala is a national pilgrimage center, large number of devotees from neighboring states were also arriving to offer worship, he said. Vijayan was addressing a press conference on the sidelines of the Navakerala Sadhus outreach program in Kotem. Coming under attack from opposition parties, including the Congress and the BJP over the government's alleged failure in managing the heavy rush at the Hill Shrine, the Chief Minister deputed State Devaswa Minister K. Radhakrishnan to Shabrimala. Radhakrishnan will reach Sanidhanam after assessing the amenities being provided to the pilgrims at Edumeli, Nilakil and Pamba, a government official said. Pilgrims from neighboring states who could not visit the shrine earlier due to the flood in Chennai and the assembly election in Telangana are now coming in large numbers, he explained. In the wake of the heavy rush, the darshan timing was extended by one hour, Vijayan said. He also rejected criticism that the absence of an adequate number of police personnel was the reason for the failure in crowd management. The CM said as many as 16,118 police personnel were deployed at Shabrimala during the ongoing pilgrimage season. Meanwhile, the death of a Shabrimala pilgrim was reported from the Pullumed forest route on Wednesday. Police said the pilgrim collapsed while heading to the shrine through the traditional forest route. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to Daily News Tours, hosted and produced by me, Vishnu Muraleedharan, with technical support from Idebru Studios. Follow on Manorama.com for detailed updates on the latest news and be sure to come back tomorrow.